Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, and I'm so honored to be hosting this show during Memorial Day weekend. So Memorial Day is a time where we're honoring Michigan's military personnel who have died while serving our country. Today's guest will be talking about information regarding Memorial Day, and we'll be joined by Garth Wooten, who's the president of Great Lakes National Cemetery Advisory Council, Amy Looney, the vice president of Travis Mannion Foundation, and John Juarez, Michigan Veterans Memorial Park Commission member. Please stick around with us because we have so much information to share with you about not only the history of Memorial Day, but about some of the resources that are available for those who have lost a loved one. So stick around with us and we will return really soon on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today, joining me to talk about some of the history of Memorial Day is Aaron Stover, who's the Public Affairs Officer at Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Welcome back to the show, Aaron. Hey, Director. Thanks for having me back. Thank you for joining us. So I, you know, we're talking about, this is Memorial Day weekend. We're talking about, um, you know, fallen soldiers, and it's it's really something that is very close to a lot of Michiganders hearts because they know someone or they, they, they have someone very close to them that they may have lost uh, either during the war, after a war, or just, you know, that was a veteran that passed away. So, you know, I really want to talk with you a little bit about kind of the history and the differences in some of the days, because that's, that's, I, I know that everybody doesn't really know that. Right. And it's something that, I think as we research the show, we, we've been learning more and more about some of the days that are leading up into Memorial Day. And just there's so many different ways to honor these men and women who have served our, served our country and have died uh, while, while in service to us. And, you know, you know, be, be, while I was serving in the military, I thought it was interesting. It was some of those things that I never really thought about. I mean, we've been observing Memorial Day, you know, ever since I was in school. And I always thought it was a day just for military in general, right? But we have so many days, like we just celebrated Armed Forces Day, which was for those who are actually actively serving in, in the uniform. We celebrate Veterans Day. We actually have Women Veterans Recognition Day coming up, but those are for women who have served. Um, and then we have, you know, um, we have Veterans Day in November, which is for veterans who have served. Uh, but you know, Memorial Day, I think sometimes people get it confused. That I think, yeah, I agree. And I feel like so many people think of Memorial Day as like that official start to summer. And I feel like it's it's so wrong to think of it that way. I think it's it's hard for someone to trace back their family roots without finding someone who has served. I think so many of us, if we haven't served in the military, I can think of, I have two uncles who served, uh, both of my grandfather served. And so I feel like it's something that we owe to these members of our family and to, to everyone who has really served is just to properly, properly honor them and their service. I, I 100% agree. I, you know, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of times people look at it as just a day off to barbecue and a day to, uh, to maybe, uh, you know, go to the beach or, you know, everything's opening after Memorial Day. But, you know, I really encourage people to, 
to look at it as a day of reverence, as a day of remembrance, you know, take some time to remember uh, uh, someone who served in the military who is no longer here in your family. You know, for me, that was, you know, my great grandmother, I didn't really realize that she had served in the war. Like she served in the military. She was she was a nurse and I'm not sure about her rank. I don't know any of those things, but I just remember her talking about it when I was very, very young. And back then it wasn't that important to me, but she's someone that I can think about going forward that on Memorial Day, I'll think about her and I'll think about her service. And 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 I'll also be thinking about my, my father who just passed away in December, who was a Vietnam era veteran or Vietnam veteran, actually. He served in Vietnam and and his his sacrifice to our country and He's buried at one of the cemeteries, which we're going to be talking about cemeteries today, too. But who are you going to be thinking about? Oh, I'll definitely be thinking about both of my grandfathers who have served our country, um, my uncle who has served as well. And I feel like the one thing to talk about is that it's so easy to honor these individuals. It's just as easy as raising an American flag in front of your house. It's maybe going to see a, a veteran uh, cemetery or taking part of a memorial service. So it's things that we can all do of just devoting some of our time during the day to remember those who we've lost, but also you can also have time to do the fun things as well. And we can do both on this day of remembering our, our loved ones and the ones that have served our country and also enjoying the fact of things are starting to open up a little bit more and we can get back to living our lives normal. You know, I know that this year is different than even two years ago. And last year we couldn't do a lot of things, but, you know, there are so many opportunities. And if you're a person who, you know, maybe you don't want to go to a parade because you're still hesitant about, you know, everything that happened in 2020, um, you know, ways that you can honor a loved one or someone that you know that may um, have passed away that served in our uh, United States military is by doing, you know, making a post on social media or, you know, going on Twitter or, you know, just making a phone call to someone, you know, that that, you know, that may have lost a loved one. And so there are many things that we can do without even, you know, getting out to the community if that's if that's what we want to do. Absolutely. And in uh, 2000, Congress passed an act called the National Moment of Remembrance. And so with this act, they ask everyone on Memorial Day at 3 p.m., everyone's local time, just they're asking people to pause and think about the fallen soldiers. And this is just such a great, easy way to remember everyone and keep these soldiers in our hearts. So that's very easy as well. So if you don't, you're not comfortable getting out and about just 3 p.m. your local time, just take a moment of silence and, and think about the soldiers that we've lost. Yeah, and don't don't just make it about the barbecues. I know it's really exciting that the beaches are gonna open up and just different things, but just remember that we have these freedoms and we. We have these opportunities because someone gave their lives for the cause. They gave their lives to serve our great country. And so just just if you take a moment that day to reflect on it before you leave your house to, to do your activities, I think that that's going to be worth so much weight and gold. And so um, we are excited about the show that we have today. And, uh, you know, our first guest is going to be Garth Wooten, president of the Great Lakes National Cemetery Advisory Council. And we'll have him right after the commercial break. So thank you so much for joining us again today, Aaron. Thanks, Director. Have a great show. Thanks. And we'll see you when we return on The Veterans Perspective.
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We are joined today by our first guest, Garth Wooten, who is the president of the Great Lakes National Cemetery Advisory Council. Just a little bit about Garth. He serves as the Oakland County Veterans Services Division Manager and president of the Michigan Association of the County Veterans Counselors. The Michigan Association of County Veterans Counselors represents counties throughout the state and was founded in 1963 to assist veterans and their families in obtaining any and all county, state, and federal benefits to which they are entitled. Garth has been with Oakland County since 1997 and is an attorney who served in the United States Navy in the Judge Advocate General Court, so JAG. In 2015, he was elected president of the Great Lakes National Cemetery Advisory Council, a position he continues to hold today. Welcome to the show, Garth. Thank you, Director Adams. Thank you very much for having me. You, you know, I, I'm so glad that you're able to come and speak to our listeners because we get so many calls and inquiries about cemeteries in, you know, the, the state for veterans. And so to know that we have a national cemetery in the state and the second national cemetery in the state is huge. So if you could tell us a little bit about the cemetery, um, maybe give us the origins. Like how did, how did we get our second one? Do you know? Yeah, the um, Great Lakes National Cemetery, the, the VA made a determination that they wanted a cemetery closer to the metropolitan Detroit area because of the large veterans population. Um, so they looked throughout the metro Detroit area and they were found a beautiful location. It's a former farmland um, and they opened, purchased 544 acres to establish a national cemetery. As you said, the second national cemetery in the state of Michigan. We have uh, Fort Custer out in Battle Creek. Um, and uh, it opened up for burials in 2005. Wow. So that wasn't that long ago. I would assume that obviously it's not full yet. Um, no. Uh, it, it's at last year, it was the eighth busiest national cemetery in the entire United States. So it's a very busy place. They do about 250 to 300 burials a month. Um, and we've, uh, since 2005, there were already, I have 50,000 veterans and dependents who are interred at Great Lakes National Cemetery. The ultimate capacity is about 244,000. So we, you know, when we figure about three, 4,000 a year, we've got, you know, 50 years or so that we'll be able to continue to do burials out there. Yeah. And that, that's great to know that we have a place to lay our, you know, our uh, veterans who've passed on. And, and so you mentioned veterans and their dependents. Can you tell us a little bit about the eligibility criteria to be interred or, you know, buried there? Sure. It, uh, eligibility is established based on the veteran's service. Um, prior to 1980, uh, they had to just have served one day of honorable service. After 1980, um, they have to have 24 months of honorable service in order to qualify unless they die in service or have a service-connected disability, which resulted in a shorter term of service. Uh, their dependents can be buried also at the National Cemetery. So the spouse, unremarried spouse of a veteran uh, can be buried at uh, Great Lakes National Cemetery. Also minor children of a veteran, or if a children was found to be totally disabled uh, prior to age 18, um, they could also be buried uh, there regardless of their age. Okay, so that's 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 interesting information. And so, you know, we had, unfortunately, um, I know during um, last year, we had a lot of, of uh, 
people who lost their lives to COVID-19. And I know that that impacted the veteran population as well. Um, and so I know that there were people and, and maybe still that are looking for information as to how they can get connected to this free benefit, right? Correct. And so yes, everything's free at the National Cemetery. They do opening, closing of the grave, headstone. They provide military honors. Um, everything is, once you get in those gates to the National Cemetery, everything is provided free of charge. Wow. And so um, do people have to contact the VA to get that access or do they go through their funeral home? Like, how does that work? Usually our arrangements are made through the funeral home. What they need to do is to notify the funeral home that they wish that the next of kin wanted or the next of kin would notify the funeral home that the veteran or dependent wanted to be buried at Great Lakes National Cemetery. The most important thing, and you probably hear this for every VA benefit or every veteran benefit, is to make sure that the veteran or the dependent has a copy of the veteran's military discharge, um, their DD-214. So that's the most important thing to try and do before um, the time of need. Yeah, that sure is they, important. Yeah. yeah, that's important. And, and, you know, we often tell our listeners, look, if you're looking for access to your DD-214, give us a call at our 1-800-MISH-FET hotline because we can get you connected. And oftentimes what will happen is that the veteran or the dependent will give us a call about that information after someone has passed away to see how we can assist. And we've, we've definitely assisted more than we would like, unfortunately, but we've, we've assisted um, people during this definite time of need. And so just know that we're there for you. I, I will, I will ask you this. Um, so, you know, one of the things people may be wondering, well, what if I want to be cremated? Can I be cremated there? Can I be, you know, buried above ground? Like, can I, you know, what, what, what does that, what does that look like? Yes, absolutely. Um, so they have both in-ground caskets and in-ground um, cremains, and they also have what are called columbariums for cremains, which is your niche or mausoleum type uh, where they actually put you in a niche in a wall uh, for cremains. But in-ground, you can be have either a casketed or cremain burial. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, this, this conversation hits a little bit closer to home. My, my father passed away in December. And so we buried him in January and he was, he lived in Illinois at the time. So we buried him at the Abraham Lincoln national cemetery. Mm -hmm. And I remember going through that process and, you know, the, 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 um, the taps plane and the, the, um, the uniformed soldiers who were out there to kind of pay their respects. It's really, really an honorable ceremony that they provide. And I know they provide that here at Great Lakes uh, Cemetery as well, correct? That's correct. Um, the, we have, usually it's local American Legion, VFW, or other service organizations provide honor guards. We try to have one out there every day. Also, the family can request an honor guard from the branch of service that uh, the veterans served in to, to be out there to render military honors. So, I just want to just a couple final questions before we wrap up this this very interesting conversation. We have several people we're, we're coming up on Memorial Day. So, you know, there are people who want to they want to honor their loved ones, but they just want to honor service members as well that are buried in you know, these cemeteries. And so what are some of the best ways that they can not only pay respects, but they can they can honor a, a veteran through through the cemetery? Yeah, one of the things that I mean, traditionally, we have ceremonies on Memorial Day and Veterans Day, um, and we have, you know, several thousand people attend. So, I mean, that's really the, the way that I 
would like to see people most honor veterans is just to take some time out of their day, go to a ceremony. Most local communities have parades or um, those type of events, ceremonies at private cemeteries. So I, I really think just to take some time out of your day to devote it to veterans. And, you know, our, unfortunately, this Memorial Day, we are not going to be able to have a public ceremony, but I'm sure by Veterans Day of this year, I'm really optimistic that we'll be able to have a huge gathering and, and see everybody out there um, at the National Cemetery. Well, just make sure you keep us informed because I, I want to make sure that, you know, we can take part in whatever is going on. The, the, the need um, to, to understand and be able to honor these these individuals who gave their lives, um, whether it be in the military or after the military is, is huge. And so I appreciate all that you're doing to respectfully lay our service members to rest. Um, finally, I want to ask you, where can people find out more information, website, telephone number? How can they, can they donate? Like what can they do? Yeah. The, um, if they, are looking for information about benefits. Of course, I always will plug the Michigan Association of County Veterans Counselors. So they're www.macvc.net. And then you can click on your particular county and find a counselor to talk to them about benefits. Um, if you want to uh, talk or look up Great Lakes National Cemetery Advisory Council is www.greatlakesnationalcemeteryadvisorycouncil.com. Or we also have a www.glncac.com to look up for information there. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Garth. Thank you, Director Adams. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and get the information out to your audience. All right. Well, stick around. We'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And we've been talking today about Memorial Day information and really what Memorial Day is and how it's different from other days throughout the year that celebrate military service. And so joining us now is Amy Looney, the Vice President of Travis Mannion Foundation. Now, ever since her late husband, Lieutenant Brandon Looney, who was a Navy SEAL, was killed in Afghanistan, on September 21st, 2010, and awarded the Bronze Star with Valor, Amy has served as an inspirational champion for families of fallen service members, military families, veterans, and American troops. Serving as vice president of the Travis Mannion Foundation, Amy leads a national movement focused on empowering veterans and families of the fallen to foster the next generation of leaders and the mission to unite communities to strengthen America's national character. She is dedicated to carrying on the legacy of her late husband and friend, Travis, who are, who was buried, who were buried side by side in national in the Arlington National Cemetery. A personal tragedy fueled an impassioned advocate to inspire, motivate and empower individuals, communities and the nation to honor the fallen by challenging the living. She is also the co-author of the newly released book, The Knock at the Door. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you, Director Adams. It's great to be here. You know, it's great to have you. And what an inspirational story and pathway. You know, it's it's not every day that someone loses their loved one and then they they go out and champion 
for things that they know are right in order to help others to get to, to, to see the path, right? And so I would love to hear a little bit more about what the Travis Mannion Foundation is and what you all do there. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I actually, um, as you shared with my bio, my personal story <clears throat> being, you know, close friends with Travis and um, my husband, uh, Brendan Looney, being Travis's roommate at the Naval Academy, um, after losing them both three and a half years apart from each other, I really got to see the work of what we do as an organization um, really through my own eyes, you know, learning about finding that sense of meaning and purpose again, um, you know, going through such a significant loss and feeling very disconnected in many different ways. I was able to see the value of um, getting out there, being of value and being of service to others and the impact that that had on me. So, you know, when I think about the work that we do at the organization, we really see the value that our military community brings to the forefront. So we, we leverage their experiences, their stories, their values, their resilience and grit. And we want to be able to show the rest of America that our military community does want to step up and be civic assets right here at home within their own communities. So we actually provide at the Travis Manion Foundation um, personal growth and development opportunities, different workshops and seminars that help train our Spartan members, which is what we call our volunteers, um, to really understand what leadership is and how to look inward and really train and focus on our own personal growth and development. And then being able to provide different initiatives that they can then go out and pay that forward and serve their community and be of value right at home, um, really living and embodying our ethos at the foundation. If not me, then who? That's that's so powerful. So I, I know that you have encountered many people, you know, volunteers, families, people may, maybe who are, you know, who've suffered through something similar that you've suffered through, you know, can you, can you tell us about one of those stories or, you know, how it's impacted you and to continue in your mission? Yeah. You know, I actually, um, you know, you talked about earlier, it's, it's obviously been a journey. You know, I wasn't always able to be that advocate and that champion, um, for families because I actually needed to take some time to focus a little bit on myself. And, you know, I actually was just, just talking with earlier this week, um, a gold star spouse. So she, she lost her husband, um, actually just shortly after nine 11. So she has, um, really dealt with something that she's kind of kept bottled up and she's been involved with the foundation for probably just over about like two or three years now. And she never identified herself as a surviving spouse or a gold star wife. And she and I were talking and she had been involved and she's like, you know, now I actually have realized the power of being able to share my story, share my husband's story. And she actually was very forthcoming, like in a recent, you know, work meeting that she had just being open to sharing the fact that these are the experiences that she's been through and she's learned how to take all of what she's, you know, been able to do with the Travis Manion Foundation. And it gave her the confidence and the power to be able to say, yes, this happened to me but here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm making an impact. Here's how I'm keeping my late husband's legacy alive. And you can't know me without not knowing this about me. So I was just so proud of her for taking that step forward, realizing that she had the TMF community behind her supporting her, but feeling like she could take those next steps in her journey. And I think that's so important when I think about 
um, you know, the work that we do and giving each other that confidence and that support to be able to pay it forward. No, that's absolutely right. You know, I think sometimes people think that they have to take a leap, that they have to, in order to kind of get out of that space, they have to take this giant leap when really it's, it's really a small step. And maybe, you know, contacting an organization like yours can be that small step to start that conversation so that by the time you look back, it's like, wow, I'm leaps and bounds from where I was, but it, I got there through small steps. So that's, that's important information. And I think that's important takeaways for our our, our audience to, to take away from this. So I, I do want to talk, touch base um, on some of the things that you all do at the Travis Manning Foundation. So a couple of the things I, you know, I, I noticed was you have expeditions and then you have this program called Character Matter, Does Matter. So let's first talk about the expeditions. What are those all about? Who can take part in those? And are there any coming up? Yes. So um, on our website at travismanion.org, you can click on our initiatives under um, Families of the Fallen. And right now, most of our expeditions are exclusive to Families of the Fallen. And when I talked about earlier, you know, the value of um, personal growth and developing leaders, this kind of falls under that bucket where we're actually taking, you know, a group of maybe 15 to 20 Families of the Fallen out to different locations that have, you know, they're, they're in under-resourced communities across the country. And we're providing ways for them to not only understand, you know, what are your strengths? Um, how do I lean into them? And how do I go and be of service to others within this community that has the needs um, that may not be supported by, you know, other local organizations or local government in that area? Um, so it's really powerful to see the work, not only that they're able to do and the tangible outcome, whether it's you know, building a home for a veteran that um, didn't have a home before, or whether it's, um, you know, coming together to just do something that's a great need that's missing within that community. But what I love the most about expeditions is that camaraderie and that sense of community that's reestablished. You know, you're putting survivors together um, in, in unique scenarios where they actually have the chance to build relationships, and maybe regain that sense of, you know, I'm not alone in this journey. And I have others that want to carry on the legacy of their loved ones very much in the same way that I do. So that's great. And, and, and I know you have this other, you know, character does matter program, this veteran and youth mentorship program that, you know, where those mentors build relationships with young adults and help them to develop character. And, you know, we have something similar where we're, we have veterans working with veterans to help be mentors as well. But I know people always want to be involved. And so how can, you know, people in Michigan get involved in some of the things that you have going on, whether it be expeditions, but definitely to, to give back in this way through like your Character Does Matter program? Yeah, well, we actually have a, a very well established um, volunteer chapter within the Michigan area. So I would just encourage um, anyone that's interested to go onto the website at travismanion.org at the very right hand upper corner, you're going to see a box that says join the mission. And you can actually fill out your information and it provides you with different initiatives that are eligible, whether you're a veteran, um, whether you're an inspired civilian or so forth. So I would definitely encourage you to start there. Um, When it comes to Character Does Matter, um, we actually do have a lot that we're offering within the Midwest area. So what I love about this program is we train veterans and families of the fallen to go out and teach our character development course to young adults across the country. Um, As of right now, we've actually impacted since the start of the foundation, over 365,000 students across America. And what I love about this program is, you know, we go into whether it's middle school, high schools, 
youth groups, athletic groups, you know, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, you name it. We've, we've probably been in, in some organization or another, but it's about taking the experiences that our military community has faced and being able to teach those values, teach what character is, have them understand at a young age um, what being a servant leader looks like and teaching them about that, if not me, then who ethos, so that they can go out and learn how to be a value within their own community. And I'll say the one thing that I absolutely love is, you know, listening to one of our CDM mentors, he always talks about, you know, there's obviously reward for him going out and doing service and being a value, but he's like, there's so much more power and more of a reward behind it when I can teach a young person how to fish, because when you know how to fish, then you have food for a lifetime. And I just think that's so like incredible when you think about teaching young kids about character and values. Well, I appreciate you joining the show today. It was so lovely to have you on and we'll we'll make sure that everybody gets all of your information on what you're doing. So thank you so much, Amy, for joining us today. Thanks, Director Adams. All right. And so we'll be back with you on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to The Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We are joined today by our final guest talking about Memorial Day information, memorial uh, information for those who may have lost uh, loved ones or who may have lost their lives as a result of either just being a veteran or uh, just because they passed away while serving our country. And we're joined today by John Juarez of the Michigan Veterans Memorial Park Commission. So just a little bit about the commission. The Michigan Veterans. Oh, hi, how are you? <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> You're here. So I just wanted to give a little bit of background for our audience about the commission, um, I mean, and about the park. So the Michigan Veterans Memorial Park and Vietnam Monument is a public memorial honoring those who have served in the United States military. The Michigan Veterans Memorial Park Commission is responsible for establishing procedures for the use of the memorial park and monument, which is managed and maintained by the Michigan Department of Technology Management and Budget. So again, welcome to the show, John. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And so, you know, we're going to we're going to get a, a few questions answered here. But first of all, you are a veteran, right? Yes. Yes, I am um, a veteran of the Army. Cool. A proud veteran of the Army. Yes. Yes. So Army dominates, I think, in this state. So thank you for your service. Um, I would love to know a little thank bit you. about the park, where sure. it's located and, you know, just, you know, what's the purpose? Sure, sure. So the Michigan Veterans Memorial Park um, and its monuments are, just as you mentioned, it's a public memorial honoring those who served in the uh, U.S. military. And so the park was established in 1988, and the commission was established in 1992. And uh, there was an act that was created in, that, that, that was enacted back in the 90s um, that actually uh, created a Vietnam Veterans Memorial Monument Fund which then funded the uh, Vietnam Veterans Memorial Monument. And um, it's located in downtown uh, Lansing, Michigan. Uh, 
uh, located two blocks directly west of the state capitol building. Um, it's right along the Frank Kelly pedestrian walkway, which um, really connects the state capitol to the Hall of Justice. And it's pretty easy to get to. It's between Ottawa and Allegan streets. Um, it's a two and a half acre parcel of land, and there's plenty of parking um, both north and south. And it's actually directly across the street from the uh, Michigan Historical Museum, and there's plenty of parking there as well. That's great information. So, you know, the public can go, you know, uh, take a look at this. If you're looking for something, you know, to do on Memorial Day, this is a great location to be able to visit in order to kind of give give thanks or homage to those who served and those who've died um, after service um, in Michigan. And so one of the things I, I found interesting that there was, what, 2,600 plus Michiganders who sacrificed their lives in Vietnam. Um, and so uh, what is the most recent addition then to the memorial? Because I'm, I'm sure we have names of those Vietnam era, Vietnam veterans there on that wall. But what's the most recent addition? Can, can, are you adding to it? Uh, yes, yes. Um, so the, 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 the park is uh, not a, a static park. It's intended to, to grow. And the uh, most recent addition was the Purple Heart Memorial. Um, that was added back in 2006. And that Purple Heart Memorial commemorates the heritage of the Purple Heart Medal, uh, which is awarded to members of uh, the U.S. Armed Services that were wounded or killed as a result of enemy activity. And um, at the time of its installment back in 2006, there were over 60,000 Purple Heart recipients living in Michigan. Wow. Um, so, and and you're and and uh, I appreciate the, uh, the the point that you made. the The park is intended to grow, so we've actually uh, uh, the, the the current commission has enacted uh, new procedures related to being able to have um, additional memorials placed on the park. Great. And so, where can people find that information? So, if they want, let's just say, either they have a Vietnam era veteran that's not on the wall, or they have like Purple Heart recipient or someone who's no longer with us that they want to have added to this very public um, memorial, how can they do that? Well, um, let me just uh, go ahead and say that um, uh, the commission really appreciates the opportunity to be able to have a web page, which provides a lot of information related to uh, the Michigan Veterans Memorial Park and also the commission. Uh, that web page is located on the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency's web um, site. And, um, you know, if you go to that site and, and uh, you can actually just go to the search uh, feature, uh, uh, type in park, and it'll be the first um, um, uh, site that comes up. And from there, you'll be able to obtain information related to uh, the park itself. Also, um, some of the meetings that we have, uh, which are open to the public, and the, you know the meeting schedule, and also directions to the to the park as well. Well, that's great information. And so you can always call us too at one eight hundred Mishvet. That's one eight hundred six four two four eight three to find out more information. You know, before we wrap up, I want to I want to really put this in perspective. You know, we have this great park that's static that can continue to grow, but how is this park funded? Because that's important, right? We want to keep it going. So how is it funded? Well, um, I, that's a, a really, that's a really good question. So um, we, we had some really smart individuals that were involved in um, developing the park and also the, uh, the Vietnam Monument. And as a result, 
um, there is a way to be able to fund the park, uh, to be able to fund the park itself, and also uh, the maintenance of the park. Um, uh, basically, the next time that you or anyone else, uh, for that matter, they don't have to be veterans, um, uh, renew their license plate. Um, there's a license plate. It's um, it's the lest we forget license plate. And by procuring that license plate, um, there's a fee. I think it's a, a very small fee of I think it's fifteen dollars that uh, helps the park continue to um, to grow uh, to, to to be maintained, and um, and it's the sole source of income for the park. Okay, well that's. That's great information. And I will add to anyone listening out there, again, he said you don't have to be a veteran to get this license plate. So I think it's important as we're talking today about ways that you can maybe honor someone that you know, a loved one that's passed away that served in the military, you can purchase this uh, license plate and the, the proceeds will go directly to funding this memorial park. So that's that's really important. And so um, is there anything that you, before we wrap up, is there any final words or, you know, um, things that you want to say to the individuals who may want to come visit or, you know, who may want to have someone uh, memorize, me- memorialize there? Well, um, I would just say, um, you know, the, the the park is intended. It's an open park. Um, it's intended to be walked. It's easy to, to, to get to. Um, uh, we do have, I, I do receive messages from, um, from many uh, individuals, veterans, and their families. We actually also have school children that pass by um, learning about um, the Vietnam War. Uh, there's a timeline there. There's additional information related to, um, just as you mentioned, the individuals that are located on that timeline. Um, so, uh, you know, please, please feel free to come and visit. Well, thank you so much, John. And thank you for joining us today for, you know, really sharing this information. And, and I also want to, um, take a moment really quickly to thank Garth Wooten, um, Amy Looney. And again, thank you so much, John, for joining us and sharing this information. My pleasure. Thank you. And don't forget, you can find this information on our website about the park. You can also see the information on our Facebook page um, about this this post. And you can give us a call at 1-800-MISHFIT. That's 1-800-642-4838. And again, remember, if you're struggling or you need someone to talk to, call the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or text 838-255. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next week on The Veterans Perspective.